and and how common is that? Am I the you know one of the only people out there that gets like that extremely low, or who else feels that way? That's I think that knowing that I'm not alone would feel better. Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of the Trail Running Women podcast. We are in September. I love fall. I always feel like in mid. August, I'm like, oh my gosh, summer's going way too fast. What's going to happen? And then by September, I'm ready to be cold and put on a sweater. And the way fall is now, especially up in the Pacific Northwest, by the afternoon, I'm like sweating buckets again, and I just want to be cold. Anyways, I'm complaining about things that I shouldn't be complaining about. The weather is beautiful. I'm going to enjoy it because the winters are long. I hope everybody had an absolutely amazing summer, an amazing race season or event season or walking season or whatever you wanted to do. And I want to say thank you so much to those who are leaving ratings and reviews. I just read a few new ones this morning and a lot of them are about women who felt that they resonated with other stories and that gave them the courage or the realization that there was no reason they couldn't go after their goals and that is so awesome because that's the point of the podcast. So shout out to Alyssa, who's currently doing Dragon's Back Race. It will be just ending when this comes out. So um, if you don't know about that race, you can watch the little dots. So go check it out. It's super cool. So I did finally get a race recap up for Fat Dog, but that's on the Patreon only for now. And if you listen to it there, you'll understand why. And we have quite a few awesome guests lined up. But if you have anybody that you really want to hear from, Please find me on the new podcast Instagram where I keep all of the pod stuff together at Trail Running Women Pod. Pretty simple, hey? Um, that's the new Instagram where we are there, so please give us a follow. Today's guest is Kelsey Klein, and she posted on Facebook about post-race blues, and I've always thought that that was such an interesting topic, so I reached out to her to see if she would be interested in chatting, and her story is awesome. So she was a runner right from the time that she was ki- a kid. She had an amazing experience very positive experience with running all the time. She's got two trails, she's done the Boston Marathon, she's done a 50 mile ultra race, and can clearly kind of go after whatever goal that she wants. But she gets post-race blues that are actual depression. And so she's very open about how bad it gets for her and looking to see if other people experience it this bad. Because we all have a bit of the post-race blues, but I don't know to what degree. So it was, re- I'm really thankful anyways that Kelsey was so open about how hard it is for her because it even got to the point where it's like, okay, if she wants to sign up for something that's really big and exciting, think about how that's going to affect her and her family after. So we get into all that and more. So huge thanks again to Kelsey for sharing so openly. And if anybody else has experienced this, please do reach out for either of us. I will link to all of the Instagram connections in the show notes. Okay, that's it for now. Here is Kelsey. I'm speaking to someone today who I actually found on Facebook because of a very vulnerable post that you made about post-race blues, which is, I think, something that's really common and a topic that we haven't touched on too much. But reading you bio, it also looks like you have an amazing running history. So I'm excited to get into all of those things. So welcome to the show, Kelsey. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here today. I'm really excited. So let's start with a bit of a background. You're currently 36 and you're in Ohio. Yes. Yes. So let's back up a bit. I love that you kind of already wrote this in your bio, but let's chat a bit about 
your relationship with running when you were younger and what age you started running and, and kind of how competitive you got? Yeah. So I have been running for 24 years. I started in eighth grade. I think it was just, I was not really coordinated in other sports. So when my parents were like, let's get you started in something, I chose running. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made. I, um, running since eighth grade, continued it through my adult years. Um, I now coach like a youth cross country team just because I had such a good experience with it growing up. It really helped my self-esteem, lifelong friendships. So um, I wanted to pass that on to my local community and, um, and I really enjoy it. It's, it's good for me. It's also good for the kids. Um, and it's allowed me to establish new relationships through like the running community in my area. In high school running track, what distances were you doing? Um, I was mile, two mile runner, which I absolutely hated. (laughs) (laughs) So track, um, yeah, I think because I was a distance runner, I was always kind of thrown into those longer distance races. And, you know, just running in a circle is not my favorite. But, um, yeah, that was mile, two mile runner, definitely. (laughs) And so I continue to run. And I think that's when I embraced like more of the 5Ks, 10Ks. Um, half marathons, and then eventually that spiraled to really long distances. As it does, yeah. So let's talk a bit through that. What was your first kind of long distance race after um, high school? And let's talk a bit about your first uh, marathons. Let's see. So if I have to, let me, probably would have been, you know, stepping up into that half marathon distance. Um and I would have to say my first half marathon was probably the Akron Marathon, which is an amazing event. Um, and then I realized it didn't feel great at first. So I was like, well, maybe I'll train for a marathon so that I can enjoy half marathons more. <laughs> um, I ran my first marathon probably around the age of 23, 24. It was the Columbus Marathon. Um And I think that's when I fell in love with half marathons because you just pushed yourself to that next distance. Um, I remember a, like a motivational quote that was for marathons. It was like, you hit mile, I don't know, 18 and realized this isn't fun. You hit mile 22 and thought you were going to die. And you hit mile 26 and realized you were too too tough to kill or something like that. And I crossed the finish line, like bawling my eyes out (laughs) because I like realized I had completed a distance that not many people can do. Yeah, for sure. I think it's nice to remind ourselves of that because sometimes I think you get caught up in how fast you're running that marathon. And I've got a lot of friends that are like sub three marathoners. So you start to think, well, I'm not actually very good at this. And then when I think we this might be wrong. I probably need to fact check this, but that like 1% of the population can even run a marathon or something. Which is insane because I feel like you know so many people that can run, but that you're top, you're, you know, you are part of that top 1%, which is really cool. So what marathon, uh, how many had you done when you did qualify for Boston? Um, less than 10, um, probably seven, and so I ran, I, it was weird last winter. I just was like, you know what? I think I want to try this. It was always a dream of mine, my, my entire life. 
running career, running the Boston Marathon is a dream. Never thought I could qualify for it. Um, and I think it was just the perfect storm in my training and, you know, lack of injury. And, and I was like, I want to do this. And I found a friend um, that also wanted to do it. And so we kind of worked together training for the Cleveland Marathon um, for 2022. And we both qualified, which was amazing. Um, she's much faster than me, but she she really pushed me. She did my track workouts with me um, and and we did it. And so then going to Boston together was which was amazing, just having a little community of people there with me. Um, it was they say it's the best marathon in the world for a reason. And that's because it is the crowd is just insane. I mean, it, it just kind of decided, like I set the goal of, I've always wanted to do it. And it was like the, it was the perfect storm. I, my body felt great. I hired a coach. She helped me through how to train for it. Um, yeah, you know, I found a friend that did my track workouts with me and, and we both qualified for it. And then we went to Boston together and it was great to have like our, the two families together enjoying that experience. I think, again, running to me is about the experience. And even though I set goals for myself, I think if you're not enjoying the experience along the way, then like, why, why would you do it? So to me, Boston was so much more than just qualifying for the Boston Marathon. It was who I was doing it with, um, the community, the support from just like even my local community, that was really special. And then I know since then you've got a bit into trail running, including a 50 mile race in 2019. So I guess that was actually before your marathon. So tell us a bit about uh, what brought you into the trails and the, what was it about that distance that made you excited? Um, so actually, so I, I met my running partner in dental hygiene school and, um, post, um, school, we, started to, I guess, like dabble with trail running a little bit. You know, we, I think we were both fighting different fatigue or injuries of some kind. And and so we joined a group, um, and would run with them on, you know, Tuesday nights or something. And I remember running with them for really just like a couple weeks and everybody was starting to sign up for this big, um, ultra marathon. And I'm like, I've, I've never done it, but I've never really even done a trail race, but you know what? I'm just going to sign up for the 50 and see what happens. Um, and I made it 33 miles of that 50, uh, but it still, that was the longest I have. I mean, I, I hit ultra marathon distance. So how exciting was that? Um, and then a couple years later, I decided to train for it again. Again, found a friend that wanted to also run the 50 mile. So, um, she, well, no, I take that back. That was the year I still did it by myself, but I had my running partner that did train with me through that whole experience, uh, ran the course with me week by week and, um, and, and, and did it. I mean, it grueling. I mean, it is a grueling race, but where I live, we have a, an amazing, um, national park and our Metro parks are absolutely gorgeous. So, um, really just digging deep and, and spending, I don't know, I think it took me like 13 and a half hours of running, um, on the day of the race to, to finish it. And again, crossing that finish line, I think I was in tears because 50 miles is that'll, honestly, it'll grow some hair on your chest. Like it is intense. (laughs) 
For sure. It's a long way. And it's such a different mental battle than running a marathon fast, right? Like you're not quite redlining the same, but you just have so much time out there that you have to get through and so many more calories that you need to take in and other types of issues that will mess with your mind, really. Well, and that's what's also interesting is that, you know, even though I did it, I was, I, my, my nutrition was probably not the best. You just learn from each experience on what you can eat, what you can drink, what what's going to make you sick. How do you, you know, how much sodium do you need to stay hydrated? That to me, it's more than just like running a race. It's you really have to figure out what your body needs to make it that far because at some point like just running it isn't going to work you have to fuel your body and so it's it's a challenge it's an exciting challenge like what's going to work what's not going to work who knows yeah absolutely and that's one of the fun parts about ultras is that experience does matter so much more because it is such like a math problem really where you're just solving little issues all day and you learn how to maybe avoid them from happening in the first place. And then also like exactly what you said, what works for you. And if you start to feel kind of lightheaded or sad, sometimes you don't recognize that as hunger until you've done a few of these and then you're like, okay, I need more calories. Yeah. And all those little nuances of the race are so awesome. Yeah. And so I have a friend that he just decided he wanted to run the 100 of the same race. Um, and I was like, all right, I mean, yeah, I'll be, I'll be your pacer. Like I've, I've never done the pacing thing before, but I've run with him for a couple years now. Um, and that was really interesting, like being fresh at 50 miles for him and the encouragement, the, the leading him through the night hours, um, knowing where, you know, some of the terrain is a little more intense and really just like guiding him and keeping him positive through the experience. And it's weird really not to like cross a finish line and receive anything. Um, but to know that like I got him to that finish line and he could not have done it alone. Um, that was a really, really cool experience and made me actually want to pace more people along the way just to like see them like reach such big goals. So that was probably one of the, like probably one of my best memories now at this point, just being a pacer, not even like an actual finisher. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like that's always been sort of a goal of mine that I haven't been able to get done oftentimes because all of my friends and I are all running in the, in the race, but I just did a race where we sort of started on the back half and had 40 miles only, but we went along the course that people were running 120 miles and they had started a few days before us. Um, and just what you talk about, like they all had pacers at that time and watching sort of the dynamic between the two of them and the one person who this was a really grueling 120 race. Um, and obviously that extra 20 miles sucks quite a bit. Um, <laughs> some of those people were just sort of not fully present, obviously, and their pacers and how they would bring them back to the moment and stay positive. And it was so fun to see that firsthand. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think getting to help somebody, especially through the middle of the night or something would be such an epic experience. And I, the other thing, and, and this is where I know we'll probably get to it with like the, the low lows post race, like the, in the moment you're like, this is amazing. Um, I, you know, you just want to feel that like, excitement. You want that to just keep going and going and going. So to me, like the, the post race blues, like 
it blows my mind that it even happens because it's such a positive experience along the way. Yeah, I know. And it, but sometimes too, it's positive and painful and you're sort of daydreaming of the finish line. And I like to use the post-race blues almost as a reminder to enjoy the suffering because I'm going to get a few days from now back to real life and wish that I was back in this moment. Um, so sometimes you can use it to your advantage too, but that was a good segue anyways. So what did draw me to you was your post about how you feel after a race. So can you kind of start right from the beginning and, and your experience and if it's kind of snowballed every time you do a race or, or what you first noticed and just sort of get right into it? I think I noticed it a couple years ago because I was really thinking back on how long I've, I've, th- this has been starting to become an issue. So a couple years ago, and it, it actually might have started even after qualifying for Boston was m- maybe the first time that I realized like, why do I feel so low? Probably two days after. I mean, like low, low. Um, and it it does seem to be getting worse. And I, me posting that on the the trail running group, was more of who else feels this way? What do you do to to battle it? And and the the hormone changes make sense. Um, I, I think that I would love to do like have blood work done right after a race because you know I go for my yearly physical and everything's always fine. You know, very healthy, great. I would love to know what is actually plummeting inside my body that can maybe help me. I could battle that, you know, in different ways. Um, Chemically, how can I improve that too? Um, But no, so you finish a race and you're you're on top of the world. Everybody's excited for you. And then next thing I know, it's like, I'm a sleeper. So when I get extremely depressed, like, I just want to sleep it off. I just want to get to the next day, sleep it off. Um, and then I start to realize like I'm extremely crabby, you know, in at home, at work. And I'm like, this just isn't normal. Like I don't even want to be around myself right now, let alone like have to show up to work or, or get home at the end of the day and, and someone else put up with me. Um, and that makes you feel really bad. That's a sad thought alone. So it's something, you know, depression in general is something I've battled my entire life, but I've always been able to control it. So at what point, like, is it starting to become uncontrolled again after a race? So I think I'm just trying to learn like what my body needs, what I mentally need. Maybe it's yoga after a race, which was also something that somebody recommended um, to, to kind of turn this around. Um, because I'm noticing it lasting longer and longer after some of these big races, like the, after the pacing, my friend, I mean, that was almost a whole week of just feeling so low and to a point where someone in my life was like, you are, you like to be happy. You're a happy person. Like you, this is not you. So like what's going on? Because we all gave you your space knowing that you're going to hit that, that low, but like at what point does it stop? Because this, you, you do not want to be the person that you're acting like right now. And I'm like, wow, that is a very true statement an honest statement. And so, 
yeah, I want to figure out how to be better with it. Um, and I don't know if I know that answer yet, but I'm at least bringing it to the surface and trying to be aware of what I'm feeling now. Yeah, I wonder if maybe I didn't intro this as well as I could have either, because we all have post-race blues where you're so excited for this event because maybe it's the end of August and you've spent all summer and it does occupy so much time in your mind. And you think about your drop bags and all of the little details kind of all day and the training and each day you have a purpose and that's to get your training done for that day. And then when the race happens afterwards, there's definitely a little bit of excitement that the structure is gone. But usually for people who are running these distances, we're all a little bit type A and that lack of structure is only nice for a very short time. And then we get a little squirrely and want to sign up for something else. And we think back on the event and you only ever remember the good stuff. And that time out in the mountains where you had no phone and you had no outside pressure and you didn't have to deal with whoever at work. And so we feel like we're in a bit of a slump and just sort of get through it. But reading back on your bio, I just want to quote, like fall into a deep depressive borderline major depressive states for about a week after. So that's kind of a different level of post-race blues. Can you tell us a bit more? I know you said you sleep a lot, but what does that feel like for you? Um, lonely. I think that's because I try to, I think, internalize it quite a bit. So I, you don't want to bother other people with the issues, but lonely and extremely emotional. Um, it's the, it's like, it's a roller coaster. It's like trying to find something that's going to be a positive in my, in those days leading or those days after a race um, only to find that, you know, it, you just, you're, I mean, you're exhausted from thinking about it. Um, not wanting to bother, you know, my husband who's extremely supportive, um, with what's bothering me, or I don't even know what is bothering me. It's just, it's a low, low. It is, it's, and major depressive as in like even some very dark thoughts. And it's like, what, what is making me, what is changing in my mind that is making me feel that low? Um, and, and how common is that? Am I the, you know, one of the only people out there that gets like that extremely low? Um, or who else feels that way? That's, I, I think that knowing that I'm not alone would feel better and, and knowing what, how other people, how, how they battle it. How do, how do they come back from the very depressed state post-race? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm learning it. I don't know. I think just talking about it, saying it out loud, honestly, helps more than I realized. Just want to take a second to thank our next sponsor. This show is brought to you by AG1, and it is the only supplement that I have taken for over a year now for two reasons. Number one, it's so easy. And number two, it actually tastes good. So I knew that going through a whack of pills and vitamins was never going to be something that I could stick to. So I wanted a greens powder, but finding one that actually tastes good was way more difficult than I 
thought it would be. And I just wasn't able to plug my nose and chug back something that I didn't want day after day. So once I tried AG1, you just mix one scoop with a glass of water. I was so excited because it does actually taste good. And I can throw some in my son's smoothie when he is not eating his fruit and vegetables. And I like that I know we are both starting the day off with a daily foundational nutritional supplement that is supporting our whole body. So the more I listen to podcasts like the Huberman pod, where that guy is just like top notch in all great athlete knowledge and that he takes it every day, I just feel like I am doing the right thing to take care of my body. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. So I'm a huge fan and I know that I'm setting myself up for success, for digestion, sleep, and everything I need for recovery and performance. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from a supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to drinkag1.com backslash TRWP. That's drinkag1.com backslash TRWP to check it out. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't really drink anymore, but I do remember days where I would feel hungover and have sort of anxiety that even knowing that it was chemical or it wasn't how I normally am, um, didn't help me get out of it, but it helped me sort of feel calmer that I would get out of it because I knew that wasn't where I was going to stay baseline. And maybe just speaking about it has the same effect, but I think you're right. There has to be something done with blood work because there's got to be some sort of dopamine crash post-race that's so deep that you can't, you can't reasonably like reason with it. Right. It just sort of overtakes. Well, and the no, the drinking thing is another good point because I'm a very social person. Like I socially drink on a weekly basis, but and even with this last like slump, I was like, I'm not going to introduce any alcohol until I start to feel a little different just to see if that is even like trying not to just like mask it with something else, like cover it up, but like feel the emotions and, and see if decreasing the alcohol or, you know, not drinking it at all during those times would help me bounce back faster. Um, and you do feel definitely clear headed, uh, when you're not introducing the alcohol. So that to me was a a big step, I think with this last bout of, uh, depression. And is there anything that you do or any tools that you have found so far other than talking about it sort of when you're by yourself in the day to get through it? Um, not really. Uh, always open to suggestion, which I think that talking about this, uh, on your podcast is, I I hope we, I get some good feedback, some good suggestions. Um, I think, I do think something like yoga, meditation, I actually just, you started using that, uh, Calm app and that to me, I think is, will be very helpful. Uh, just kind of zoning in and and like feeling your emotions and and knowing that it's going to end um rather than like thinking oh this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life um it, because it does end it always ends and I look back at it and I'm like how did I not just snap out of that but man it's it can be difficult yeah it, it can it's it's so funny when you like, yeah, the hindsight, but when it's a chemical thing, especially it's impossible. You can't just snap out of it. That's why people do have help for that type of thing. Right. So I think it's also important to be easy on yourself. I'm wondering, do you think 
are you racing a variety of distances now? And is it worse the longer the race is? I, uh, yeah, I guess I would say yes. And I do variety. I, I love, I have my favorite 5Ks, 10Ks, halves. Um, I, I'm holding off on some of the marathon and, and higher distances at the moment, but, you know, trying to set goals for future years. Um, and yeah, I, I do think that the longer the distance and maybe it's the more you deplete your body of things mm-hmm. would make sense. But yeah. um, not only that though, but like, like the running through the night, I think it was a peacefulness of being out in the middle of the night with just a headlamp or a flashlight and, and, the quiet and really hearing things that, you know, if you're not out there running that, then like, no, people don't understand how amazing that time of the night is when you're just out there on a trail. Um, So taking those moments and, and soaking them in while you're running the race, like you had mentioned, like trying to actually focus on some of the positives out there. Um, And then when it's gone, it's, it, it's a different feeling. I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's, I'm having a hard time explaining it, but, um, no, I get what you mean. I think it's funny because before I'd ran through the night, people would say it's the most magical and I didn't quite get it. And then when you run through the night, yeah, it's the most calm and the most peaceful I think I've ever felt either. And then some of my post-race blues are not to this level, but I think I end up with this question in my head that never goes away. That is just, how come it's so simple there in the night and I can't create a life that is as simple now? Like, and is that just something I'll never win because society has kind of formed us into these busy, crazy life styles when I know there's a different way to be happy that's so much more basic and it's just really almost impossible to get to. And that problem just sort of percolates in my mind all the time. That's a good way to put it, actually. Um just even it is it's so simple that's what it is it's just simple it's like your your mind is just kind of focused on one foot in front of the other at that moment and and taking in your surroundings um instead of being so busy in your mind of i have to do this 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 and this now and i got to finish this run because i have to get here and and to this place and so yeah no it's 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 very simple and that's what's so beautiful about it Yeah. And I think for sure there would be people saying, well, you got to reframe it and you got to be thankful that we are able bodied enough to experience that or have enough time and money to train to be able to do that. And all of those things are so true. But then I think equally the stuff that you're talking about, I hope that we will get people reach out and I'm sure that we will. I know I've had doctors that listen that reach out when there's been things like this before um, that maybe know even what to get tested for and having some direction um, because it could just be like a certain vitamin that you go through really fast. Like it could be right. very simple. And I'm hoping maybe that's really all that it is, is something that then you can prepare for it and know how to work your way out of it before you get to that point. So usually at this point in the podcast, I kind of ask what your goals are for the future as well. Um, so I'm wondering for you, like, if you think about races you want to do, is there a sense of fear with it about how bad it would be afterwards? Now that I'm, I'm bringing it like to the front and realizing that I'm, I'm having this time after time. Yeah, kind of, because it does affect my life. Um, 
post-race. So it's not just the training leading up to it and, and making it through the race. Now I have to think about what kind of state I'm going to be in like a whole week after. Um, and I do have big goals still, maybe not 100 mile goals, but, um, you know, I have marathons that I would like to cross off my list. I have things that I want to qualify for, um, and, and train for. Um, but yeah, I have to also keep that in the back of my mind that it affects not just me, but like everybody in my life, uh, afterwards too. So I want to make sure that like, I keep my relationships healthy enough post-race. Um, but yeah, I know I would love to qualify for some of those other big marathons, Chicago, New York city. would be a dream. Um, I would love to actually, I, uh, one of our big goals, we want to run the Paris marathon in 2025. I feel like that's maybe my next big one on my mind just because it's like destination too. So yeah. Um, 50 miles, maybe not any of those, but <laughs> some 50 Ks. I really, I think I really enjoy that 50 K distance, probably because I've done now a couple 50s. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe 50s will, I'll enjoy those someday too. I'm not sure. It's an acquired taste, but yeah, you get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you might not be able to answer this, but if you went to your husband and said like, hey, I have a 50 mile race that I want to do, um, what does he respond like now? Um, well, his first response is typically like, why are you doing that to your body? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because every time I finish one of those distances, he's like, and I'm like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> he yeah, reminds well, me of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't go um, running in a race, you're not doing it right. So he is not a runner, um, but he has been there for all of my big races and he has been my crew when I need it. Um, so he sees me through the like the most painful moments um, and then sees me having to walk downstairs backwards for a couple of days after races and the, the scabs from chafing over mm. 15 hours. Um, so, yeah, but he also sees it from the, like my mental state too. So he doesn't quite understand, he doesn't really understand depression in general. Um, that's something that the two of us have worked on through our relationship always. Um, I try to explain things to him and, and really he knows now, like really just to kind of give me my space and not be offended if I say something mean or, um, he, he's, he has learned to be patient and he does, he gives me my space more than anything. And you know, when I tell him I'm going to bed at like six o'clock at night, he lets me go to bed and sleep for 12 hours. Um, so yeah, he's supportive in different ways, but also really likes to remind me that like you sometimes don't really like to do some of those things <laughs> as much as you say you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, well, that's awesome that he's not a runner, but he can still find a way to be supportive because it is hard if you're not, if you're not a runner to see, like, you know, everybody at work is like, what are you doing? Um, so I guess. Right. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? But no, he, he's very supportive. That's awesome. So I want to thank you so much for sharing this openly. Like, I feel like some of this stuff probably is still things that people are nervous to share about so publicly, but I think, you're definitely going to help some people whether they reach or not reach out or not and i i can almost guarantee people are going to reach out and either 
have a story that is similar uh, or a suggestion for what they do to get through it. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. A um, couple last questions. Post-marathon, what is your favorite meal? Mm, actually, I really like soup. Um, <laughs> First time that answer's happened. <laughs> like vegetable soup or – no, I really do. Chicken noodle soup. I love soup. I actually love to eat soup like in my hot tub post-race. <laughs> you do like to suffer. Okay. <laughs> oh, yep, that's soup. But the chicken noodle I can get because it's like a little bit salty. So that would be pretty satisfying. Yeah. I We ate a lot of uh, uh, ramen noodle during our during that 100-mile race when I did the pacing. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that. It was so good. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, and if you could describe running in three words, what would they be? Oh, three words. Um, all right. Here are my three words. Therapy. Beautiful. And experiences. How about that? Oh, nice. I like those. Yeah. yeah. I think that was good that you thought about it for a second because I think that really sums it up and um, some unique answers in there. So nice. Mm -hmm. So if our listeners want to reach out to you, do you have an Instagram, Facebook website? That's a long shot, but any, any easiest <laughs> place to find you? I do. Um, I actually don't even know what my Instagram name is. <laughs> so let me see here. I mean, Kelsey Klein on Facebook. Um, and I'm in, uh, Talmadge, Ohio. Um, my picture is me with my husband and my Rhodesian Ridgeback and my Instagram, Kels Klein, K-E-L-S-K-L-I-N-E. -E. Um, and yeah, no, I would absolutely love if, if anybody wants to reach out and give me their advice. I'm always willing to listen and share experiences, but also see what, you know, you, someone can offer me. Okay. Awesome. And I'll definitely reach out and let you know when you guys can find me too on Instagram as most of you do, if anybody wants me to pass on a message. So thank you again and good luck with all your future goals. And I hope that you end up with some tools and that other people do as well. Thank you so much. Um, it's really been a great experience. This has been great.